Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Startup Daily, episode 831. Don't build an empire. Find a few friends who care. Part two by Jeff Goins of goinswriter.com. And hi again, I am your narrator. My name is Dan and I'm here with you every single day of the week, including weekends and holidays, reading from some great blogs on entrepreneurship. And if you were with me yesterday, you know that uh, today is gonna be part two of a little bit longer post. So if you haven't listened to the first half yet, I would recommend going back and listening to yesterday's episode first. That's episode 830 from Sunday. But if you're caught up, let's get right to part two and continue optimizing your life. Don't build an empire. Find a few friends who care. Part two by Jeff Goins of goinswriter.com. Paul Young did not write a book for everyone. Instead, he wrote a book for a few people, his children even printing it on his home printer and distributing it to family members. They kept sharing it, and it ended up becoming a book for a few friends, then a few more, and soon some of these friends started sharing it with their friends until the book became national and eventually a worldwide phenomenon. This is how you go viral. This is how you hit it big. You start small. You reach the few and empower them to reach the many. Of course, none of this would have worked if the work itself wasn't compelling. It was not only good, but interesting. So we must begin with this important principle. Marketing is not creating anything and sharing it with others in hopes of it spreading. In fact, that works very rarely. All of us have a friend who's an author or a multi-level marketer or some other aspiring vocation that requires them to tap their network. What it takes for work to spread is to create something so compelling that once people hear about it, they can't help but share it. This is why I tell authors that it's not enough to write a book that is good. You have to write one that is interesting, which is to say that you must write something that is counterintuitive, something that is surprising, something that attacks the status quo. This is how you get people's attention in an overmarketed world filled with hype and broken promises. You say the very opposite of what they are hearing. You do the unexpected. Granted, The Shack was a well-written book, but what helped the book spread was the idea behind the book the visual imagery of God being represented as two women and a Middle Eastern carpenter. But it took time for such a challenging and counterintuitive message to catch on, which is why we must be patient, and finding a few people who care is always a smart first strategy. Sometimes our work is so far ahead of its time that we need to wait for the world to catch up. And a great way to do this is to build a network, have a street team, and focus on the few who get it. If they do, maybe other people will eventually. The love language strategy. Keep going. 
When Dr. Gary Chapman, a pastor in South Carolina, wrote The Five Love Languages, the first year the book sold only a few thousand copies. The next year, it was double that. A few years after publication, it sold over 150,000 copies and kept going, eventually selling over 12 million copies. Today, the book is consistently on the New York Times list week after week and has been that way for years now. It was not an instant success, as is the case for many enduring works in the creative industry. It took some time. So what happened? Was it luck, sheer hard work, or some other combination of factors? What did Chapman do? First, he identified a powerful idea. And according to him, it wasn't even his idea, but a term he heard a friend use. Big books always start with big ideas. And often our job as creatives is not to come up with the idea, but to give a name to something that is already happening in the world. As Victor Hugo once said, quote, there is nothing so powerful as an idea whose time has come, end quote. So as you consider your big idea, the project that you want to launch, learn how to pay attention to trends. See if you can spot something that people are talking about and try giving it a name. If you do this, it will make marketing much easier. After all, the best marketing in the world can't make a bad book idea into a bestseller. Then Chapman began testing the idea. As a pastor and marriage counselor, he started bringing up the concept of love languages into his counseling sessions and seeing how it resonated with couples. To his amazement, it caught on quickly. After that, he codified the process and framework into a book and kept testing it on a local radio station. People continued to resonate with it, so he wrote the book and began to promote it. Again, it didn't immediately take off, but at this point, he believed this was a message that deserved to be heard. Then, most importantly, when the book didn't become an instant bestseller, he kept going, kept talking about it, kept promoting it, kept speaking on it, and kept spreading the word. Why did it work? As a practicing evangelical Christian, Gary Chapman credits God for the success of his book, which I found to be quite common. At some point, most authors admit that God or luck or magic takes over and turns this idea into a phenomenon. This, I think, is a bit of a mystery, but also just what happens when you have a good idea. At this point, the author is not selling the book. The artist is not pushing the project. The work is now selling itself. So how do we do that for ourselves? In the case of Gary Chapman, he did his part by not giving up on the book, which is an act of faith itself. You have to believe so strongly in the idea that if you don't immediately see it take off, you can keep going. More often than not, perseverance is what takes something from struggling to massively successful. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. How did the five love languages catch on? The author intentionally introduced it to small audiences over and over until it grew to astronomical levels. Your job, if you want your work to succeed, is to not optimize it for the masses, but focus on a few. Make friends who will believe in your work and will fight for others to recognize your genius. Bring fans together in loosely organized teams to get your next project out into the world. And when in doubt, keep going. If you're lucky, those few just might be enough to carry you to more. But whether they are or they're not, this is the only way I know to do this kind of work. It just might be the only way there is. You always have to find a few and trust that they will carry that work to the many. You just listened to part two of the post titled Don't Build an Empire, Find a Few Friends Who Care by Jeff Goins of GoinsWriter.com. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. And one of the things I really love about Indeed is that it filters out those incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com startup. So just go to indeed.com startup right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com startup. Terms and conditions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And thank you again to Jeff. And uh, for more of his content, you can check out goinswriter.com. That's G-O-I-N-S writer.com. His writing is featured across a bunch of our shows here on the Optimal Living Daily Podcast Network. So if you want to hear more of his work and uh, hear him cover some other topics like personal development and much more, just check out our other shows. You can search for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this to find all of our podcasts. But that does it for me today on Optimal Startup Daily. I thank you as always for being here and listening all the way through. And I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.